2: All right, welcome to another episode of Tennis Channel Inside In on the Tennis Channel Podcast. Mitch Michaels from the Santa Monica Studios. Special treat, because it doesn't happen much the double guest. And not only a double guest situation, but going to be calling matches together. Have been. We'll be going right to the booth after this. Dan Michael Gamble, Leif Shiras, a tennis players turned commentators turned TV commercial stars. So, welcome to the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's great to be here, and I know you originally booked Jan Mike, but yeah. I was like, come on, man, I want to be yeah. on his
2: coattails, so I followed yeah.
0: Jan Mike in here, begging and pleading to have some time with you, so yeah, appreciate you including it's, me, it's man. It's cool. We finally <laughs> I mean,
1: at least got some of the best insight in the world, and uh, I'm always lucky to sit alongside him.
2: Yeah, and, and I say it in jest, but the commercial's getting a lot of traction, Zip Recruiter, <laughs> you know, we see it all the time, and uh, I, I like the energy, because that's the biggest thing, is that's how you guys call matches, so we're... Or high energy, whatever we do. I mean, that's what
1: they're yelling at us. Show some <laughs> energy, show some life. Oh. But we, uh, I think we finally got it right in the end. It was, it was really fun to do that. And Leaf and I are really good friends, so it was, it was just, it was a fun thing for us to look back on.
0: Yeah, it's amazing the energy and the input and the mm-hmm. manpower that goes into creating a moment like that. You know, we had a team of, I want to say, twelve to fifteen people. They all wanted the same thing. They wanted to do a great job, and
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: that's. Uh, it's catching when you're around people who are that passionate about things. So it was fun. Yeah. It was really a lot of fun. We learned a lot about what it takes to produce something like that. Yeah,
2: so many, you know, countless hours and people working on that. So shout out to ZipRecruiter. And you know, I don't want to power rank those commercials, but <laughs> it better than Tommy Haas's version. Hey, so thanks. I mean, we'll, ta- it we'll, we'll take it. You know. Sliding
0: ahead of Tommy, Have one to. of the great world number twos. <laughs> yeah, It's a great list of world number twos. But I'd like to think that we just nosed him out. Yeah, for take top that, Tommy. top spot.
2: So here we are now in the in the U.S. Open series, always a fun time of the year, uh, back-to-back Masters, grueling for these tennis players. But what happened in Canada was a couple of breakthroughs, and I want to kind of start with the women's side. Jan Mike, looking at it from Jesse Pagula's side, I mean, it wasn't so much to me about, and the title's huge, it's her second 1,000 event, but who she beat to get there, specifically in the semis, going through Ega, who had given her trouble, and this is a player in Pagula who has hit that wall time and time again, I don't think it can be understated. I know she has bigger goals, but the breakthrough of getting through the best to win a premier title is a huge feat for her.
1: It is a huge feat for her and and you know, I like her chances on the hard courts. I like her chances on on any faster court against Iga if she plays that consistent with some offense is what we saw from her in Toronto. She's done it before. She's won a Masters 1000 mm. title before, but this is her second one. Now that's yeah. you know, I've repeated that that huge feat. I think that that's what she needs to get through and maybe win a slam. I like her chances at the U.S. Open because of these great results. You, you sort of see Pagula in the draw. You, you can think you can just blink your eyes and she's yeah. going to be in the quarterfinals, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> almost as a given. Yeah. Uh, but is she going to get through and win the title? There are some other names
2: out there that are winning titles as well. So yeah. it, w- it was a nice week. That's you know, and that's the thing, Leaf. And I don't want to sound too crazy, but she's gotten to the quarterfinals. The, the loss to Ivan and in Wimbledon was a tough one. I almost feel like it wasn't so much about the title. It's beating the best player in the world in route, proving that she can do it. And, you know, the goal is the U.S. Open, but having that win over Iga is just all you can dream for.
0: Yeah, she's been on this incredible journey, and I remember her comments talking about how, you know, it was about belief, it was about execution, uh, and getting to the top of the game. And now that she can take out players like Iga... You know, I think she's that complete elite player now. She's sort of risen from a player who is challenging the top to being one of the top players herself. And I think she takes advantage of everything that's given her. Um, she works as hard as anyone out there. And I think she does it all with you because know, she has to work extra hard on her serve. She doesn't mm-hmm. get a lot of breaks on her serve, but she does break serve a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like she is getting the most out of her game, and right now it's one of the best games in the world.
2: Yeah, and and our friend uh, Andrea Pekovic just said, like, you know, it's too much is made about how she doesn't have weapons. It's pretty good. Like, it's not – it might not be the world-class weapons, but she still can damage players out there. And the mental strength to lose the second set the way she did to Iga and then bounce back was what stood out in that match. And then – Samsonova, which was a tough break without the scheduling went, but you still had to finish the job and cross the finish line.
1: Yeah, that scheduling was weird, but, you know, and there's been a lot of talk about that, Iga talking about it, and I'm glad she's standing up for the WTA mm-hmm. players. It's important that she does that as the world number one. Uh, but it is what it is. You have to finish the event. Mm-hmm. And you finish it on Monday, and that runs into Cincinnati. There's a lot of scheduling conflicts, yeah. and there's also tickets sold. So it's it's tough. It's You make some tough decisions, and Samsonova, that was really tough for her. But... In the end, I think it, she's happy that she made a final. That's yeah, no, no roof too
2: is a big thing. Like they, they, have no way to avoid the I rain. Mean, the no that comes roof. Every you year. can't expect these. These. Yeah. That's a huge yeah. undertaking yeah. for these
1: stadiums to retrofit their, mm-hmm. you know, and put a roof on and and do all those things. I, I, I hope in the future that maybe that that could happen, but they got to find the money to do that. Yeah, so right. you know,
0: it also but, might raise a good question. The Jim Mike. should there be an hour where they just say, you know, it's one in the morning. Let's just call it. We'll pick up the match in the morning. Is yeah. that going to be better? Would that be better for the players? I, I don't think, know. Yeah, I don't I know. Mean, I feel mm-hmm. like
1: that might might be better, but then you're look, we were both players, Leaf. So you're mm-hmm. thinking about in, in the morning, you got to wake up and play again, and then you then you also if you win, have yeah. to play the final. Can you push back the final? Yeah, you could. It, it, it just there's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot, and yeah. so you you know there people are going to point fingers and, and nitpick a little mm-hmm. bit, but in the end, uh, Pagula did play the great tennis, and that's who we're talking about here, And, and. I think she has weapons. I think her return Mm -hmm. to serve is is one of the best in the game. She hurts people from the baseline. She redirects the ball um, with expertise. Uh, Her mental toughness is also a weapon. There's lots of different kinds of weapons. It may not be these blazing speeds on the ground strokes, but she gets good depth, and and
2: she brings now a lot of experience and a lot of winning to the table. Well, I I look, too, at the funny thing about everyone was anointing this big three, and obviously they all have majors, and they're you know, their accolades speak for themselves. But here's Pagula breaking through. Jabor made another Wimbledon final. And now we have Sam who makes a Masters final. And goes through Ravakina to do it. So another another tall athletic woman on the WTA Tourleaf. But it might not be just three and done. Like, we're going to the U.S. Open with a lot of Coco playing well as well. A lot of contenders. I think
0: there is something of a big three. Yeah, I think you have to respect, uh, you know, Shvantec, rabakana Sabalenka. Uh, but I do feel that, the women's game is open. It's mm-hmm. wide open. And there's potential, I think, for Coco Goff and Al-Jabour and all these players to go through they're all stars in their own right. And I think the orbit would only get bigger if they get a breakthrough too. So I, I think they can. But I do tend to think the favorites are the big three. Yeah. And do you think do you think they could, bring to the table yeah. something that's sort of the fact that they can serve, they can protect yeah. their serve a little bit mm-hmm. better, and that's absolutely vital when you come down the stretch at a major, I think. So I'd give them a little bit of a nod, but at the same time, it's open.
2: Do you look at Coco? Do you guys look at Coco as different, in a different light in the last couple of weeks, or do you think, I mean, all, obviously it's the biggest title winning D.C., and then losing the Pagula is no shame in that. But do you look at her in a different light, thinking that she has got more of a chance to win the U.S. Open, or is this just the ebbs and flows of a streaky tennis player with that skill level? Well, I think it was a great hire that she hired Brad Gilbert. Yeah. He's a fantastic coach. Mm-hmm. guy has got a lot of
1: knowledge in his head and he knows how to help players win matches. It's not just what he will tell her, work on her tools. It's the forehand. Obviously going to talk about the forehand, mm-hmm. we talk about the forehand and, you know, all day long, but it felt like it was better in DC. I felt like she actually hit it pretty well in Toronto as well. Uh, she's playing tough, tough tennis and, and the better the confidence gets in the forehand, the more... It's, it's like when she, she knows exactly which shot to play, when mm-hmm. that starts to happen and coalesce, and I think that Brad can help her with that. Look, if you're falling backwards, we're going to mm-hmm. hit it heavy. If you're up on the line, you're going to hit through it, and that's yeah. what I'm going to do. Don't make any—it it is what it is, and just stand by your decision. Once it gets closer and closer to that, she's going to be a bigger and bigger threat. And so I feel like, yeah, I think we're, we're going to be looking at that. She She could have a breakthrough
2: i co- i completely agree with that and leaf i just add that i don't know if time wise like i think the breakthrough will happen is there enough time because i think i've heard a lot of people say it takes a couple months to really get to patterns with the coaches and you look at all the people that have had success on both tours it seems like it's long-term stability is there enough time going into the u.s open with all the players you mentioned that she could have a breakthrough there
0: i think so i i think she's one of the favorites but <laughs> I also think they're probably, I mean, you could probably name yeah. twelve to fourteen women who could win the U.S. Open. I know that sounds crazy, but I, I really believe that. Probably less
2: than the years prior, almost like yeah, you think. Like I just, yeah,
0: I don't know. I, 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 just feel it's wide open on any given day. Any of these players could win it. Yes, you're going to lean towards Iga, who's playing, you know, fabulous tennis. Every, every ball she touches is a threat to her opponent. But Sabalenka and Rabakina have gotten Iga's number. The other players. Yes, they're in the mix, too. I, I don't see any reason why Coco couldn't do this. I think the seeds that Brad has planted are going to sprout pretty quickly because she already has such a wonderful foundation. Yeah. There's a great athlete. She has a wonderful yeah. sense of balls and play. Once she secures a little more confidence in the forehand, which I think is happening already, yeah. I don't think you can win a title like D.C., Uh, without sort of having faith in a shot, and I think she did in her four, and it looked good.
2: The pressure of having, I mean, Iga's amazing, obviously, but the pressure of having to defend this U.S. Open title, and there's, you talk about pressure in tennis. Coco gains confidence. She's kind of coming in with a lot less to lose than some of these other players that are expected to do better, so yeah, I could see her making that move, and for Iga, it's, you know, it was a tough loss to Pagua, but still the foundation's there, and you know she's going to rise on the biggest moments, so. She's got the highest four of any tennis player, and that's going to bode well in New York and beyond. I think
1: that's absolutely yeah. true. In, in the end, w- you know, we can name a bunch of names, but Iga is still a player to beat. Uh, mm-hmm. She knows that, and I think that she rises to the occasion extremely well. Other players, and Coco is mm-hmm. one of the names, could come mm-hmm. in a little bit under the radar, which I think is, is mm-hmm. n- not a bad thing at all for them. Mm-hmm. You know, go about your business, take it one day at a time. That's what you have to do to slam anyway. Um, and we could see a, it, sort of a surprise result.
2: Was it, And before we kind of move on, you know, Coco and Pagul was the match and, you know, Devils Partners playing. Did either of you guys ever have any issues or any weirdness playing someone that you were friends with on the tour? Uh, you know, you try really hard to set it aside.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, we played a couple times. Uh, it was... Uh, Taylor Dent is a, is a very close friend of mine. We're still mm-hmm. very good friends. And so once we we became good friends, we even had a conversation. Let's, let's you know, we, we're going to walk out there and try to kill each other on the court. You know, <laughs> when, we, yeah, we'll yeah. when we're done with that, we'll, you know, we'll move on from that. But, uh, you know, all the people that I grew up with, the Bryan twins are good friends. And so yeah. when I was we're playing against them in doubles or whatever. It was, uh, you know, it was, there was something there. But uh, you, yeah. everybody's professional. You get you get used to just playing the matches. Yeah. And, you, and everybody's
2: trying to win right. in the end. Let's go out there, play, try yeah, to kill each other, have a beer it. after.
0: That's a good thing about <laughs> yeah. playing someone you know. There's a little bit of a trust, a faith that nothing untowards or unsavory is going to happen on the court. You know, you play someone that you don't know well, and they start misbehaving, they start doing some things that might be irritating to you, you know that's getting personal. But with yeah. friends, you know... You can just compete honestly yeah. without any baggage. And uh, that's yeah. what I liked about playing people I knew. I just felt like it was about the tennis yeah. and it wasn't about anything else.
2: All your friends were Hall of Famers, though. That's right. <laughs> that's <true. laughs> like I I didn't, it never trickled <laughs> down to yeah, me. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> just, I mean, you had friends. It was tough to compete with because they're literally the all-time greats in the game. But I
0: got yeah. the zip recruiter ad, though. Yeah. they yeah. Don't That's <laughs> true. That's <laughs> a yeah. good that's one. Up, uh,
2: yeah. The last thing I have on this is have you guys ever had a song interrupt your point and then <laughs> <laughs> stuck with it? Cause I mean, that's the worst luck in all that is that if cotton, I Joe sticks with Piguo, the rest of her career, all the a, songs, it's a fun, catchy song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah. there could be
1: worse songs that'd be sticking, sticking to her. It was at least, I, I think it almost helped her. She laughed. Yeah. And, uh, didn't win the next few points, but, uh, but, it. I don't know. It, I think I, it, was, it was great. Hard. There's been plenty of things
2: that inter- have interrupted yeah. matches. Yeah. It's good that she was able to laugh it off. And I do think that she handled it better than most. She was able to just kind of decompress a little bit and then rebound and win.
0: She's going to have to learn the dance. Isn't yeah. she? She's going to have to get <laughs> in the line, do the
2: Cotton Eye Joe. They're going to play at her if she wins a major. That's it's great. her training oh, I mean, they're already tweeting. Yeah. I hope they do.
0: Yeah. Uh, they're tweeting video packages <laughs> of her with the, with the music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just great. There's some good ones out there. It's good for her. And I, I think it's fun. You know, I... Anything that uh, puts her in the spotlight that she deserves. These
1: players have fun on the court. I know.
0: I mean, come
1: on.
2: It's too too much. Uh, More with Leif Shires (laughs) and Jam Michael Gamble here on Tennis Channel Inside And the men's champion, speaking of a breakthrough, Yannick Sinner. 22 years old, still just a young kid on the tennis court. And what I found fascinating about this, not so much who he beat, obviously. Paul takes out Alcaraz. But Jam Mike, he always is expected to be at this level. And, you know, I think it's just the fans and the, and the prognosticators thinking, you know, why isn't it happening sooner? But if you look at the year by year, he's made steady increments. And this is another notch on his belt, 22 years old, Masters 1000 title, and firmly in the mix going into New York.
1: Yep, absolutely. And It'll be interesting, of, of course, Cincinnati now this week and with everybody there, the whole top 20 mm-hmm. there in the draw. So this draw is another draw to sort of look at. Novak wasn't there last week, but still, that takes nothing away from winning one of these titles. It's difficult to do. Um, and and Sinner continues to step up. And when you talk about the players at the slams, at the slams, at the big tournaments, in the three out of five, who can give Carlitos a run for his money, and who can give Novak a run for his money? You know, day in day out, because yeah. everybody can have a great day, and 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 mm-hmm. you know the upsets can still happen. But it's Sinner keeps coming to people's mind. His yeah. offensive abilities, his his ability to play tough under pressure, to play the big points well, is is really up there with the best
2: of them. Three out of five sets. You know, he's made the quarterfinals at every slam at least once. And stability, working with Darren Cahill, it's been over a year now. We've seen some some great things from him leaf. His serve has gotten better. That's the first thing that stands out to me, and I didn't notice it as much until some of the breakdowns. He has changed the mechanics of it, and it's given him an advantage.
0: Yeah, he's added some miles per hour, which he needed to do. He's a tall, lanky guy. I think he, he needs to have a powerful serve, he needs to get a couple free points here and there. So we've been talking about Coco and how much coaching matters. It matters for him too. And I think he's, you know, in great hands with Darren and he's, you know, working with the same longtime coaches out of Italy. He's just, his trajectory is I think yeah. in going in the right way because he's had success before he's had moments of opportunity, two sets to love up against Djokovic at Wimbledon, failed to get it done, played well against Nadal a couple of times, I think at Roland Garros. So he's had a taste of the big moments against yeah. the biggest players. And is there something to be said for you? you can't win a major without having won maybe a master's 1000 or Mm. one of the sort of the big events. I don't know. Maybe there is something to that. Well, he's done that now. I mean, he was one, he's ready. ready.
2: He was arguably one point away from, he would have been the favorite in every match. If he beat Alcaraz, he's going to be the betting favorite to win the U S open there last year. So he was pretty close. Yeah. I do think this stuff matters, like you said, to win a big title to give yourself confidence. And, and
0: he's beaten Alcaraz. Yeah, Maybe the match it, of the year against Alcaraz in Miami. That was just such a brilliant match. It reminded me of the Sampras-Agassi matchups, yeah. right? Yeah. The points it's,
2: they were playing. It's funny because going into last week's tournament, four through seven was separated by like 100 points. And all those guys lost. Holger, Tsitsipas, um, you know, Rude and Rublev. And now here's Sinner with a win and a chance to get his high. I mean, he could get to that number four spot going into the U.S. Open. And then if he has his own section, the the confidence and the you know consistency grows.
1: I'd actually like to see that happen. I think yeah. it would be really interesting if he had his own section. Sort of He's yeah. looking to the semifinal as being you yeah. know, where the big matches, in
2: quotes, you know mm-hmm. would, would happen. So it could be interesting. There's, there's still a lot of tennis to be played. There is. Uh, but we would all kind of consider him one of the guys next up. And obviously, it's hard to compare anyone to... Alcaraz or Djokovic, Medvedev in that three spot, you know, loses the demon hour. He's somebody too, that we all just, you know, we know what he can do, but you still have to get the results. It's a new season is what I guess I'm trying to say. I mean, Medvedev is difficult to beat on the hard courts.
0: I I think he's got center's number. Uh, so I think Center's going to have does. to figure out that's a couple true. of things. That's true that's a good yeah. point. But that that so. Demon
2: R match was weird. Like I mean I guess Medvedev has some weird losses and their Demon hour. He, didn't, he is, didn't serve well in the big point. It's double fault of was it 3
1: games away we called that one, Leaf. it was it was odd and yeah. that he did that he was double fault on match point. the Demon a little bit from the baseline uh, who was sort of out-rallying him in times where we didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, you know you got to hand it to Alex. I thought mm. that Alex brought the intensity and mm. and a little bit of offense and in these weird moments was more consistent yeah. than Meddy which you, you didn't uh, mm-hmm. uh I didn't expect would happen.
2: Diallo the Canadian kid said that uh Demon Hour is just a relentless competitor. He's like that's that's what I noticed playing against him and you see it. I mean, he might not have the A upside game to get to that mountaintop but he made the Masters final and he went through Medvedev to do it. I mean, so. even his match against yeah. Fritz, yeah. down 5-1 in that first yeah. set. Yeah. You yeah. know what
1: what Alex does is the dream of every coach and, and the goal of every player. He literally plays one point at a time. I almost mm-hmm. think he forgets the score. Yeah, it, I, I would not be surprised if he says, I don't know the score. I just play every single point. Of course he does know the score in the end, but it's, but it's, he just, he's fighting in the moment and that's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Great competitor.
0: And that, that is a really good point. He just seems to, compete at a nice level too he doesn't get too overheated he doesn't get too down on himself ever he's always there and weren't we talking also about how his personal life is coming together off court maybe his on court life is also flourishing so yeah he's in a really good place
2: do you think switching to the other side of the draw do you guys think that because it's happened two years in a row in the same tournament that paul might be a matchup issue i don't want to say nightmare because alcaraz is (laughs) gifted beyond belief but there are some matchup difficulties that Alcaraz has versus Tommy Paul that he might not have against others.
1: Yeah, well, a couple things why that is. is Tommy, Tommy Paul is probably about just about as fast as, as Carlitos is. Mm. And he's one of the fastest guys out there, so he retrieves a lot of shots. He has that sort of flat delivery on the backhand. yeah. And I, I think that that's a little bit of a factor for um, Alcaraz to deal with, with his offense that he plays you have Tommy running down a ton of shots and a sort of a flatter ball coming back across the net, I think it causes Carlitos to make a few more errors. And then if he's thinking twice about his game a little bit, now um, Tommy Paul has this big forehand that he can also utilize, and the serve's gotten better. Yes. We talked about Sinner's improved his serve, but so is Tommy. And that's those things matter in a match. But his ability to put balls back over the net and then be offensive and maybe catch uh, Alcaraz a little bit off guard, I think matter in
2: that matchup.
0: And Carlos, I, I still think Carlos is a little bit young. There are times in, in a match when I go, God, he played that like a teenager. You know, why like did he the, miss that shot? Like or, the
2: Hubie match where he's he, up 5-2 and yeah, should have just retained it over. And then it There are up just to moments where right.
0: I, yeah. I think, okay, maybe he just loses his way a little bit. So I think that's part of his journey and his trajectory. He's got to be, a you know, airtight. So I think when he tightens up those things, then he's going to be that truly unstoppable. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> think about that.
2: But for the Americans, I mean, Paul is coming in right now with some pretty good momentum. tiafo has been a little up and down. And Fritz has been the guy, but he has to do it in New York. Like he can, I fully believe that he can, but he needs that breakthrough moment. And there is, you know, JM Mike, there's pressure in not having done it before with the expectation of being the number one American guy. Taylor did what we did that interview yesterday, I
1: think, with Prakash. And he, one of the things he said
2: at, at the desk
1: was, I'm playing really well when I kind of don't care. So, what's that mindset? How does he get there? How does mm-hmm. Iron Mike help him get there? Mm-hmm. Uh, he he keeps winning these these matches and these, even Lech Heshka, the tiebreaker, that tiebreaker, ridiculous. What, 14, 12? <laughs> 16, 14. 16, 14. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this ridiculous tiebreaker that he sort of slimes his way through by playing some <laughs> yeah. intelligent, consistent tennis when he needs to. And then sort of taking a cut. Um, he's, he's always thinking out there on the court. I don't know how much people sort of understand that. He's, a, he's re- really a thinker. So maybe it's in these bigger moments, these bigger tournaments yeah. where he really cares, he needs to think a little less. And just, you know, let's just let my tennis do the talk and not worry about the result. Yeah, and I think that might be when it surprisingly comes through. Yeah.
0: It was a fascinating interview. And I think the success of Francis at the U.S. Open last year and... Obviously, Tommy at the Australian Open. These are all motivating moments and fuel for all of them. Obviously, Taylor winning Indian Wells, that was maybe the launch pad for the other guys also Mm -hmm. to say, hey, this is something I can do. So there's sort of that competitive friction that's super positive. And I think if Taylor can manage to keep it all in perspective, no reason why he couldn't be around you know, second week making a charge he into the got championship the, he's weekend. Got all, does, all the
2: tools. He, fast court. He's relentless. And Absolutely. The Nadal Indian Wells match. That was another great yeah. tiebreaker where he played smart against one of the all time great. He just slips through yeah. these
1: moments where like, oh, puts one across the net and the guy misses <laughs> an easy forehand. But it's, I've seen it happen so many times. It's like, yeah. there it is again. And, and yeah. uh, he keeps coming through in those moments. And it's that's important. That sort of down the road is going to help him. Yeah. get through some matches actually easier where he doesn't have to fight for his life.
0: But he's he's just very tough to beat. He is. Got a huge serve, ground strokes, and a solid. I mean, I just think he creates a real question mark for a lot of players. How do I beat this guy? How do I break him down? You know, I think I think he can still grow as an, a
1: player in the front part I mean, of the court. Yeah, I mean, exactly. If he can improve his volleys. Yeah. If he just puts that effort forward, and I know, if, I mean, Mike's one of my good friends. You yeah. talk about it. They work on it. They're working mm-hmm. on it. But if he just... Would perfect him a little yeah. bit. Yeah, he would be even more
2: dangerous. It's it's weird to say because he hasn't achieved that Grand Slam level success yet. But I feel like similar to the top guys, he's more susceptible early in match, early in the tournament. Because once he gets some confidence in New York, I think the crowd's going to enjoy having it, and it's going to be a run. Yeah, but like last year, loses the Brandon Holt first round and the Shapovalov the Shapoval match a couple years ago, where he had a chance. I think if he gets to round four, he's really going mean, to talk take about the pressure playing off. Brandon Holt, his friend who he grew up with. I mean, that's that, another that's one. A yeah, totally different yeah. type of a
1: all the pressure, the <laughs> insane amount of pressure on Taylor in that match, mm-hmm. playing a guy who's coming up, who doesn't have the same kind of ranking, hasn't had the results yet. Holt's a good player. You get a little tight against a player like that who can really hunker down from the baseline. and has a nice mm-hmm. all-court game.
0: Yeah, I, I also think Taylor was actually slightly hurt, and I think he's a quality guy. He's not going to use that as an excuse, but I, I think he may have been slightly slowed because I remember w- working that match yeah. and thinking he wasn't at 100. percent But he competed as best he could, mm-hmm. and he was willing to say win
1: or lose. And so I think that's uh, yeah. speaks to his character. And could that be part of the insane schedule that he plays? Is he just Maybe. wants to play every single yep. week. Yeah, they have to like t- Taylor. You got to take a week I mean, off. You know, it's. Maybe that in and the future needs we've, to happen.
2: And we've seen some long-term guys. It's pretty easy to see who's out there that might not have, you know, have run into the injury wall or hit that wall if they right. play too much. So.
0: Well, what's, what's the difference between Fritz and Sinner? Mm. I mean, they're both big-time groundstroke stroke guys, but pretty good served. I'd give Taylor yeah. the Asian serve. Yes. Is Sinner better at the net? Is he better with the transition game? What sets him apart? Why is he getting these breakthroughs? Mm. You know, I think they're very similar yeah. in the it's games close, they produce. Yeah. Pace from the back.
1: They play tight matches Good, strong back and drive through his backhand a little bit more where, where taylor's yeah. is a little bit
2: more of a redirect type maybe of shot. maybe but that's if you're just looking for differences they both have big forehands yeah and yeah, yeah. remains to be seen i mean they, both, both these guys should be threats at the u.s open cincinnati this week which i wanted to get to just some thoughts as the tournament gets going here on tennis channel inside and in with jan michael gamble and leaf Shirus. uh carlos alcaraz wins his first match world number one over jordan thompson Took three sets to do it, took after midnight, rain delayed at times, but I was impressed, Leaf, that Alcaraz is able to win without his A game and, you know, use some different weapons. Courier said, you know, these guys that can win with all offense, it's nice to see that they're able to do it with their defense and you know, plan B or plan C.
0: Yeah, no, he was up and down. I, t- I think Thompson's a, a tough out, so Alcaraz maybe got a little fortune. Maybe mm-hmm. should have lost that first set. I don't know. It, it was a very close match. Alcaraz... These elite guys find ways to win, yeah. you know? Even if they're not at their best, what's working for me? They quickly analyze the situation, realize what they really need to do when it comes down to crunch time, and he was able to do it. So he lives to play another day.
2: Do you think, Jam Mike, we're going to see a djokovic Alcaraz final? Or Because I know every time going into these tournaments, Djokovic back in the United States for the first time in a while, these guys, and I'll throw Alcres in there, they are thinking major long-term. So I don't know that... I mean, I'm not going to say tank, but will they empty the tank to get all the way to the final or will Djokovic get what he needs and, you know, live for the bigger tournament? Well, there is a little,
1: little break before the actual open. So they would we'll have a week mm-hmm. to, to get that rest. I think you, you try to win this tournament. But mm-hmm. Will we see them both in the final? I kind of don't think so. I don't think that'll be the final. Uh, I don't have the names for you, yeah. but uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what, how well Novik plays. He's been, hasn't been in the States for quite yeah. some time. Courts are playing, what, what we're hearing is pretty fast and that the balls, instead of fluffing up, are getting pretty small. Taylor gave some really intricate information. Okay. Um, so you have a gritty court that takes, makes the balls, even if they're the same balls, and they fluff up. Indian Wells, uh-huh. last week in Toronto, and I believe Montreal, the balls were, were sort of getting a little bit fluffy. Um, in Cincinnati, that's not the case. So there's not as much grit in the courts. They're a little f- mm. bit faster. The balls are getting smaller, so they're harder mm. to control. Mm. Who's that going to benefit in this tournament? I, I like that it probably will benefit Novak. It's not going to hurt Novak. He will adapt, as he always does. Yeah. He adapts like the Borg from Star Trek very quickly. <laughs> Good um, run. And uh, who else will adapt? Is it going to hurt Alcaraz? It might. He might miss a few more. Um, we don't know. Can
2: how, about he? how about Medvedev? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Like he just seems like you you were saying back on the wall. You were saying that I'm like, this sounds like a mevitev
1: run run to (laughs) me as well. How will it, how will it affect center? We're going to have a look at in just a few moments to get, we get to call that match today. Um, so we'll know more about that uh, with his major offense you going to have to bring the targets mm-hmm. in. If that's if that's really what's yeah. happening to the balls, or yeah. if it was just irritating Taylor on the day, I don't know. Um, <laughs>
0: Although there was a shot of
1: Medvedev serving. Did you see that
0: on Twitter? Yeah. A shot of him serving, practice, turned, and fired his racket into the back screen. Yeah. I was like, hmm, okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty uh, upset about yeah, something. He, he, <laughs> yeah, former <laughs> champ, though, so maybe we'll see if he can make a run here. And a guy like Tsitsipas, who made the final last year that was an interesting final to say the least but some points to defend working with phil Pousis now phil time full time it just always seems like there's a lot going on with him and but at the there baseline like the game is there you just hope and maybe more stability with phil Pousis will help him out
1: i'm glad if they're gonna have flipper out there i think you get him full time get mm-hmm. him out there and, and really you know get what's in his head um What's he going to bring to the table? I think he can probably help the Sissi serve even a little bit more. I think that's one of the things that actually can improve. He's got a pretty good serve, but it mm-hmm. could get better. Um, and and Mark's just a really good, positive guy. Had a great yeah. career and 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 knows a lot. So if you're going to have the coach, get the coach out there and invest in that individual if you believe in him. Yeah, and
0: Sisi Pass is right there. He yeah. should be in the mix second week. You feel just an amazing athlete. I mean, I just
2: physically gifted so yeah i mean when his forehands going like it's uh, well, the joke in the game yeah. <laughs> and, it, and you know his backhand
0: yeah. i think gets a lot of grief yeah maybe it lands a little short occasionally I, I think his backhand's fine now his underspin backhand could use some work and i think his return mm-hmm. of serve could maybe be improved but these are you know he's a top yeah. 10 guy and he's been yeah. a part of that neighborhood for a while so he's one of the guys to watch no
2: doubt he's one holger as well i mean you never know what you're going to get with him <laughs> in a lot of ways but there's a lot of raw talent there.
1: Yeah, I think it, when you look at the draw and who might get through, kind of sneak through, Borna did it obviously last year. Mm. You, you look at these consistent players. If it's a faster court, somebody who has good ground strokes can get the mm. ball deep and and doesn't sort of overplay. Yeah. Um, so players like that, <laughs> here you go Tommy Paul again. I kind of like his chances on on this yeah. kind of a court.
0: Yeah, Runa, again, he's kind of a young guy. Top 10 player, but he still has his moments where he makes bad decisions about shot-making and mm-hmm. um, maybe floats a little bit and loses points he shouldn't. So, you know, he'll have to tighten those yeah. things up, but the sky's the limit for that guy.
2: Well, just on the women's side before we wrap this up, uh, we saw Anshibor back again uh, and battled from 5-1 down. It was a, a frustrating loss of the second set, almost one and done. There's There's just so much scar tissue from the way that Wimbledon final went. It was good to see her fight through, obviously – not anywhere near her best level, but to get the win and move on, maybe she can flip a page here.
1: I think so. I mean, we're, everybody wants to see her win that slam, mm-hmm. myself included. I and mean, she's one of the most likable people that the, 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 the game's ever seen. She's just lovely, and, and she's a lot of fun to watch. So I don't know how badly she felt after that, because I was never in a final of a slam, but I imagine it was pretty tough. And that's mm-hmm. been a, a few for her now, three of them. And uh, she's getting a little tight. In those finals, so I think you want once that once I sort of she can get past herself a little bit in those finals, she's going to get there again most likely. She has the game to do it. Yeah. Um, then maybe that's going to be her, the match that where she where all things will be equal and she'll mm-hmm. have a shot at, at getting through and, and playing her best tennis.
2: Yeah, I, I I really do hope that she you know is able to put some momentum uh, momentum together. But you know, and again, losing to who she lost to at the Wimbledon final, that was another note I have. Vandrovska looks like she could be a legit top 10 player. Like she's playing week in week out. We know the injury thing, but this is a silver medalist, a former major finalist at the French. Leave she looks like a legit top 10 player.
0: I will be impressed <laughs> if she can maintain a top 10 spot through the yeah. end of the season. I mean, she's a player who's going to allow her opponents to play a little bit. Yeah. I feel like top 10 players are able to take it to their opponents and mm-hmm. really impose their game. Yeah. I'm never I'm never quite sure about players who Allow their opponents to play, yeah. do what they like to do, and then respond to that. But I mean, she's got to be having incredible confidence well, right now, yeah. right? I mean, you're how just, you're riding high put that Wimbledon in right into your veins, man. You know, just, that's pretty impressive.
2: This time of year on the women's game, especially, it's tough. Like, obviously, ego's the default choice because she's so solid at every weapon. I'd say I like Sabalenka, but it's something. <laughs> it's something funny to be like, okay, like I'm backing this player that's a game is amazing, but she could have just meltdowns. Like, there's no other way to put it. She just loses it she can
1: but uh she seems more and more confident sabalenka with sort of playing she's gonna hit the ball big she's Mm -hmm. gonna go for the ground strokes go for her serves and her returns it's all offense and it's it's frankly a lot of fun to watch it's that's how i played tennis so i sort of gravitate toward players like like that but uh she's also i think playing the pressure moments bigger she's not getting as down on herself in matches doesn't sort of lose her focus as badly as in the past. So that mental capacity has improved and I think Mm -hmm. that's going to help her. Um, Maybe she doesn't have a plan B as far as total different tactics she can, she can use out there. But
0: I think Maria Sharapova had a little bit of that early in her career where she was a little bit of a ball basher and, but I think she learned to control her groundies and play herself into points and construct points, build points. And, I think Saba's getting a little closer to yeah. That. Yeah, that. That, we'll that
1: could be the huge thing for Saba is really just, just a little bit more pattern play. Yeah. Let's let's keep my opponent in that deep cross court for a little bit longer mm-hmm. before I take it up the line or right. whatever it might be. Just that kind of decision yeah. Could, yeah. Be, could be plan B.
2: As gifted as ever, has a major, so we'll see what happens there. Well, we'll wrap this up with just a, a quick note. I wanted to also give a shout-out. Venus Williams winning another match at 43 <laughs> years old. It's just crazy. And, uh, and the, other, the other thing I wanted to mention too... Danielle Collins might be kind of storming her way back up and, you know, not making any friends doing it, which isn't the worst thing. <laughs>
1: She's not trying to. <laughs> She's you know, watchable all day about long. Her business, and uh, there's another there's individual offensive yeah. with with way way that she plays her tennis, you know Mhm.
0: I love her game yeah. she, she takes it to players, you know, and she goes after it yeah. and she's got a personality that's totally watchable because you're never sure <laughs> what's going to happen. It's no <laughs> friends out
2: there. I love to see it. Well, guys, this has been fun. Uh, a blast talking tennis with you guys, Leif Shires and Jan Michael Gamble very last thing. And I don't want to kind of end it on too much of a somber note, but you know, Jan Mike, I know how, you know, important Hawaii is to you and what's going on in Maui. And you've been kind of vocal about how we can support and, what this means and what we can do to help with the relief efforts with Maui.
1: Oh, there's a lot of different efforts out mm-hmm. there. Um, my friends um, lost their home in in Maui, in Lahaina, and uh, they have a charity called Turn Kindness On, and uh, there's ways to donate there. It's been on my Instagram all constantly. I'm trying to promote it as much as possible for people to get involved and ha- just help the families there have basic essentials. And uh, finally, it seems like uh, our own government is going to step up and, and get in there and, and do offer some more help obviously something of this nature has not mm-hmm. been something we were prepared for uh, Maui wasn't mm-hmm. unfortunately prepared for it it scares me to death because big island I, I wonder if we're prepared for something like that to happen um, mm-hmm. Kona could be just as, as vulnerable and that's home for me and So so um, you know I grew up in, in going to Lahaina we my parents had a had a condo and just not too far from there in Kahana and it, it was what inspired me to know that that Maui or not Maui, but Hawaii was always going to be my home. Yeah. Um, from a little kid. So to see that uh, entire beautiful town just gone is, is I'm not, I'm still in shock. It's, it's, it's been difficult. And I have friends who've lost their homes and it's, uh, there's lots of vehicles out there, uh, that you can look toward, Mm -hmm. but, uh, if somebody can just give a little, I think it, it will help the families there a
2: lot. Well, we appreciate that. You're doing great work. Um, and again, you know, prayers up for everybody. Uh, working there. Uh, Leif Shire, Sham Michael Gamble, pleasure as always. Thanks for joining uh, Tennis Channel Insight. And this was fun. We'll have to do more guess, uh triple threat podcasts. Yeah, this is
0: great. Awesome. Yeah. How many microphones do you have? We could have a party Four. Or- I
2: got one more. <laughs> I think we got to tap out at <laughs> four. So there's four that plug into here too. But guys, pleasure. Good luck again. Call Thank matches you. and beyond. This was Tennis Channel Insight. And if you like it, we're on the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. Go to tennis.com slash podcast. We're on all your platforms apple amazon music spotify to name a few we're back next week previewing the u.s open it's going to be a blast in new york city can't wait for lee shiras and Jan michael gamble my name is mitch michaels this was tennis channel inside and in. thank you for listening and we'll see you next week